Chaos in the city. The Mets-Marlins game on Thursday night suspended and may have to be played the final four outs on Monday after the regular season ends. What a wild turn of events as the Marlins are still fighting for a playoff spot and the Mets are just laughing in the distance. Tarp issues postponed Tuesday's game to Wednesday. Thursday, the Marlins are four outs away. It's top of the ninth inning. It gets suspended. It rains all night. It's flash floods here in New York City and New York and Queens. And the game might have to be finished on Monday. Andrew Hartz and I will talk about being there and the chaos that ensued at City Field, the final weekend ahead at City Field for the Mets against the Phillies, and what players should the Mets be all in for trading for this offseason? David Stearns will be welcome next week. He's got a lot of work to do. We'll talk about it all on a suspended rain delay edition of Amazing But True from the New York Post. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Queens, New York. Mets take the field. So amazing. Amazing but true. Orange and blue. So amazing. Here's the pitch. New York folks. It's out of here. We got you. Welcome back to Amazing But True, a New York Mets podcast from the New York Post. I'm your host, Jake Brown. Here's solo for the solo finale of Amazing But True. And then... You know, sometime Monday, maybe Tuesday at this point, it'll be me and Nelson Figaro on the final episode of the season because Monday there might be four outs of baseball to play. I mean, what a funky night on Thursday night. I brought Andrew Hartz with me. We were in Anthony Scaramucci's suite. Uh, I had a great time struggling this morning. Ate a lot. We drank. We had a good time. Chaos ensues. It's a two to one. It's a one nothing game in the top of the ninth inning. Ottavino pitched the night before. I guess I'm not going to, you know, critique bullpen moves at this point. The Mets are one of the worst teams in baseball and are fighting for, you know, the sixth spot in the draft right now with the Angels if they do keep losing. They're 72 and 86. I'm not going to rip Buck for bullpen moves at this point of the season. It's a move point. But Grant Hartwig comes in, the new closer, Grant Hartwig, the uh, 17th president of the United States of America, comes in to close the game. Of course, he blows it. Anthony Kay comes in and, and officially blows it. I believe the run is charged to uh, Hartwig. It's a two-to-one game. Solaire coming up. And the umpires choose to put the tarp in the field. Now, whoever chose, if it was them, grounds crew, whatever, they should have looked at the forecast and seen the rain was not stopping all night long. To the point, I woke up this morning to this notification when I turned my head. A flash flood warning is in effect till 12.30 p.m. 
This is a dangerous and life-threatening situation. Do not attempt to travel unless you were fleeing an area subject to flooding or under an evacuation order. Yet they thought it would be a good idea to delay that game. I mean, they should have played through the rain, got through the final four outs, and then called a day. Now, chaos has ensued. First off, Friday, you know, I'm glad we waited a little bit to record this because we found out, as we expected with all the rain today, tonight, Friday night, rained out, moved to tomorrow. So we get a second doubleheader this week. This has just been pure chaos. Second doubleheader tomorrow, beginning at 4, single admission, Sunday, 3 p.m. And now, if the game still matters for the Marlins, which, you know, it looks like it probably is going to, they're going to resume this game on Monday in the top of the ninth, first and second, two outs, Soler up. You know, what's interesting is, like, what if, like, there's some injuries or Soler gets hurt or something, and then, you know, they got to put up a pinch hitter for him. What if someone on the base pass got gets hurt over the weekend? They got to put a pinch runner for them. It's it's the whole, the whole everything around this is insane. It actually makes for you know made for good content here for the show. So if the game matters, money it's going to count. Now Skip Schumacher came out and was like helping the ground crew get the tarp of the field. They are pissed the hell off. This series was fumbled by whoever you want to blame: the ground crew, the Mets. Steve Cohen Cohen apologized on Twitter Tuesday. It stopped raining and the. The field was in such bad conditions because I believe the tarp was put on backwards and it was just a total fumbling of the tarp and and getting the field conditions ready. The field was not ready to play Tuesday night. That's the only reason there was a doubleheader Wednesday. That was weird. I was like, the rain stopped Tuesday. What happened? They messed that up. Wednesday doubleheader. So that affects your pitching staff, your bullpen usage, everything on Wednesday it affects. And it's hard to sweep a doubleheader. So they split the doubleheader. They lose one of the games that they kind of need to win. Thursday happens. They get to the top of the ninth. They call the delay. Schumacher's arguing with the grounds crew guy. You know, some of the Marlins players out there, they're Kim, Kim Ng, who, by the way, was behind me. You know, I, I was in better seats than Kim Ng during the doubleheader on Wednesday. Thank you very much. <laughs> Elitist Jake. She's on the field. She's on the phone. Chaos ensues. We're sitting here. Fun, the DJ, whoever the DJ, I don't know if it was DJ Razor, whoever it was in City Field. Fantastic music. Just great remixes. Me and Hearts were just vibing, eating, you know, having a drink, having a blast. I tweet out, can you put the football game on the scoreboard? You're welcome. They put the football game on the scoreboard. So we're watching Lions, Packers, feet kicked back, having a brew, and three hours. They go three hours. They finally decide to suspend the game. Now, here's the thing. The Marlins, they suspended at midnight, 1230, whatever it was. Right after, as soon as I got home is when I think they announced the suspension. They announced suspension. They got to go to Pittsburgh. So they're going to Pittsburgh, you know, 6, 7 a.m., 8 a.m., whatever it is. They got to play three in Pittsburgh. They in Pittsburgh Sunday night. They got to come now to New York to play, finish the top of the night, and then hope they could close it out in the bottom of the night, which could determine a playoff spot. So if that matters and can determine a playoff spot on that Monday, I hope they let fans, because I kind of want to go, because that would be like history. You see the outs, you can either see them clinch or see a meaningless Mets game knock them out, and the game that could end up maybe affecting the Mets in the standings for the draft position. So these four outs Monday could have a lot of significance, and I don't think I've, I, I mean, it's never happened. I mean, I'm not even going to ask the Elias Sports Bureau. I'm not, I don't even need to ask Hearts to look this up. It's never happened. Monday is historic if it does happen. Now, the situation is this. The Cubs are a half game back now of the Marlins. You know, if the Marlins finished that up, Cubs would have been a game back. The Cubs 
will play at the Brewers this weekend. Now, the games don't mean anything to the Brewers, but they could play spoilers and knock the Cubs out because maybe they see them in October. The Reds are one and a, the Reds on the outside looking in, but the Reds do play the Cardinals. They are one and a half back. So if they do sweep the Cardinals, things are in business. Now, D-backs are a game and a half up on Miami in the second wildcard spot. The problem with the D-backs is they got to play the Astros for three games. The Astros are in a whole can of worms in the AL that could end up in a four-way tie. The Blue Jays, Astros, Rangers, and Mariners are chaos in that wild card AL West combination. So those games are important for the D-backs. Those games are important for the Astros. The Marlins, as I said, go to the Pirates. Cubs at the Brewers. Reds at the Cardinals. So Reds one and a half out. Cubs half out. Miami's got a half game lead. And the D-backs are one and a half up. So if the D-backs get swept, chaos, Ken and Sue. A lot of different scenarios there that you know we'll talk about in the season wrap-up. But you know we don't know to record the season wrap-up because they might have to finish those four outs. And on top of finishing the four outs, Hearts, they're scheduled up. David Stern's having a press conference. I'm, David Stern is getting to the job, and he'll be there potentially in front of seven seven fans and having a press conference after the final four outs of a game that either knocks the Marlins out, puts the Marlins in, gets the Mets to the sixth spot in the draft. It is just absolute insanity what could happen. And, you know, when we were sitting there during the rain delay, we're like, should they just call this game off? They can't. I think because of, I guess, the competitive rules, they can't shorten a game that still matters for a team. You know, like when the when a team like a Tigers, Royals play and they do it, they're both out of it. So that doesn't matter. They could call that thing. But this, I think, because it is of importance, it's a competitive advantage. They win, even though they didn't actually finish it. So I get why they need to finish. But now it's just opened up a whole bag of work. I really hope there is Monday based Monday action. It would be a hell of a story. And then for Stearns to walk in, do they just move the presser at that point to Tuesday to avoid any chaos? You know, I was I joked that, you know, Buck has his post game season wrap up. Stearns walks in the office and then fires him in the same day. But, you know, there's probably guys that might have booked vacations Monday. They were a baggy day in the morning and then they're off to Cancun in the afternoon. Well, they're going to have to move that another day back or two. So absolute insanity. The 2-1 games, the Mets will doubleheader Saturday against a Philly team that's wrapped up, so that doesn't really matter, but they chose to do the doubleheader. I think it's smart. You got fans who want to see both teams, you know, see a playoff team, Philly. Uh, so it's not, it doesn't make sense to can the game. And then Sunday afternoon, uh, there'll be some trio of McGill, Quintana, Budo this weekend. Uh, we'll see what they do with the giveaways now. Do they do the crossbody bag? Saturday instead of tonight since it was moved? Do they do the tie-dye headband Sunday? Do they do the tie-dye headband in front of 12 people and four outs on Monday? Absolute Sunday, they are doing the crossbody bag now. So Saturday is the headband. Damn it. Now I might have to go on Sunday. I wanted the crossbody back. All right. So I might have to, you know, bite the bullet and watch football at the Met game. Uh, all right. Sunday crossbody bag, Saturday headband. And Monday, we'll see if they even allow – if the Mets were probably smart, they'd say, yeah, no fans Monday, and they play a COVID style. Maybe they put some cardboard cutouts because it wouldn't be fair to the workers to have to show up for four outs and not make a dollar unless they're like first 100 people that get to the stadium. That could be kind of fun. Um, or they do an autograph signing after. But this suspension has opened up a whole can of worms across the baseball world, hearts, and we were there for it. What a uh, funky, funky night. And I will say it was pretty cool watching the football game there on the scoreboard 
and uh, being a few of the last fans in the building. But at some point, we're like, I need to get out of here. This thing ain't going to happen. Yeah. I mean, it's honestly the most appropriate way for this season to come to an end. I mean, so many twists and turns, so many rain delays, so many double headers. And it's just like, of course that happens. And of course it happens with the Marlins. But honestly, you know what? This is Marlins karma coming back. You know what I'm saying? I mean, think about 2007. Think about 2008. This is now Marlins karma. And unfortunately, if the Mets can't be in the playoffs and um, they can't make any noise in October, truly, um, they might be able to make some noise on October, you know, on Monday. And, you know, that would just be the ultimate icing on top of the cake where the Marlins have to play the last four outs and they still somehow, you know, the Mets come back. Like, I like just just imagine Pete Alonso hitting a walk off home run to, you know, end the Marlins season or just, just imagine Danny Mendick. Danny Mendick. <laughs> <laughs> Your favorite guy is back, baby. He's back. Jeff McNeil goes on the IL because, of course, why not Jeff McNeil on the IL? But Danny Mendick, listen, crazier things have happened. Look, I'm of the elk where I want to see absolute chaos. So give me all the crazy scenarios. I know you and I, we were talking before the podcast started about the scenarios between the AL West and the AL wild card and the NL. It's absolute chaos. And if 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 our teams can't be in it, then give me chaos, baby. I want something just insane. Give me the the, the three-way tie or the four-way tie or or give me just like a team getting knocked out on Monday after, you know, a game being suspended for three days. And uh, look, and one last thing on, on the game last night, that is not on the Mets. And I know some people on, on my ex, also known as Twitter timeline, was saying that's the Mets' fault. It's not the Mets' fault. That's the MLB umpiring crew putting the tarp on. That's not the Mets. And Major League Baseball is responsible for restarting games, not the Mets, not the Marlins. The Mets and Marlins may want to, but that's on Major League Baseball. So you cannot blame the Mets. I know the tarp fiasco on Tuesday was the Mets' fault. That I do put on them. They should have been smarter. They did a bad job of the field. But yesterday was not on the Mets. Trust me, it wasn't. The Marlins advertise Instagram everywhere. Show up to City Field. And there were some Marlins fans behind the dugout. They they made some noise. They had let's go Marlins shit. This is their fault. They advertise coming to our stadium to watch their team beat the Mets and try to get in the playoffs. Look what happened. You showed up. You had a fumbling of the tarp on Tuesday, a doubleheader Wednesday, a suspended game on Thursday. I hope you extended your air on B&B till Monday because you might have four outs Monday that could determine your season. The other side of this is this is historic. The Marlins throw out the COVID year for now because that, that barely counts. Besides the COVID year, they haven't been to the playoffs since they won the World Series, am I correct? Since 2003. It's been 20 years. Uh, the Marlins have won two World Series since their inception, 97, 2003. And um, they are a talented club. Don't get me wrong. I don't trust their bullpen for anything. But I, I mean, but then again, when you can't score a run in a must-win game against David Peterson, who locked them down last night, I mean, obviously, he's, he's trying to perform for next year, possibly, but he looked great. But when you can't score a friggin' run off of David Peterson, I mean, come on, man. They could potentially have to clinch their first playoff spot in a full season of 20 years on Monday after the season's over. And then if they had the, that last spot, they would have to go Milwaukee. If, yes. they, if they overtake Arizona, they would have to, they'll be fighting to go to Philly. So there's a good chance it's going to matter no matter what especially if Arizona Arizona losing will make it matter because it'll affect their seating where they're traveling. 
So they don't know where they're going to be traveling. So I think there's a strong chance this is happening on Monday. Yeah, as of right now, if the Marlins do get in, game one of the wild card series, that's on Tuesday, October 3rd. So they would either go to Philadelphia, since Philly already clinched the one seed for the wild card, or they would go to Milwaukee. Obviously, going from New York to Philly would be probably ideal, so you don't have to get on a flight to go to Milwaukee. But then again, you have to face the Phillies. But as of right now, yeah, I mean, it's potentially, you know, literally making a pit stop in New York on Monday and then flying or driving out to wherever you're playing the next day if they are able to lock it up. What a bizarre turn. So the Mets will have to get one more out Monday and then the comeback of all comebacks in the bottom of the ninth. And could it be against David Robertson? What a story that would be. David Robertson traded you know, not happy about it from New York to Miami goes to a team that's in the playoff race and could either clinch a playoff spot or ruin it. What a story. They better put David Robertson in that game. And David Robertson loved, you know, liked it here. So maybe he blows it on purpose. And it's their season, you know, maybe Danny Mendick, Danny Mendick. I think I had to say a stupid name again. Maybe he, uh, I believe the four hitter is going to, whoever will be on Monday, will lead off for the Mets. I don't think it was Alonzo. It should be Lindor, I believe. So Lindor could potentially hit a game-tying homer uh, on Monday. I think that, I thought, did Alonzo was the last out? Alonzo made the last out. So it'll be Lindor, Vientos, and DJ Stewart. Oh, baby. Let the fans in. Let us in. Let us. I went from maybe only going like last night to now I have to go Saturday because I love doubleheaders. And then I might have to go Sunday because I want the cross body bag. And then Monday's chaos. So, you know, maybe I do the four outs at City and then go to bed life for Giant Seahawks. Do we do a doubleheader on Monday Hearts? Should we do it? Do we see the Mets season end? And the Giants season keep rolling against Geno Smith. Watch this. David Robertson faces the Mets in the bottom of the ninth at 1 o'clock. And then 8 o'clock, Eli's replacement, Geno Smith, faces the Giants. What a day in New York City. Slash the swamps of East London. Oh, man. Chaos across the board. We So I don't know when the next show is coming. Yes, Bartolo Colon's not on. He, he ghosted Figgy. So he has got MMI. So we did not have Bartolo. And final episode, we probably won't have a guest. So. No guest, but uh, we'll break you an episode sometime next week. With, with how this is going, I, Monday gets Monday could be a monsoon. They move it to Tuesday, and then they're gonna push the wild card back, and all for four outs. Just pure insanity. You really feel bad for the Marlins, it's, especially because Tuesday it started off brutal with the fumbling of the tarp and that happening. I mean, you just you kind of feel bad for them. And the Mets are just here laughing. They're like, "Wow, we're really just causing a mess." You know, imagine these games mattered for the Phillies. You know, they locked up their spot, but there was this chance they would matter. And, you know, they won enough where, you know, they'll probably play this smart here um, with the doubleheader. Maybe, you know, play some pitch, some minor league guys, pitch some guys that aren't going to be part of the playoffs just to play it safe here. But absolute chaos. So uh, Saturday doubleheader, you get the tie dye headband. And four, I want the, they should, I wish they did the crossbody bag still Saturday. Other people really bought tickets for the headband. Come on. Um, so I guess I'll be there all weekend and uh, we'll be back sometime Monday, Tuesday. We'll be back after Stern speaks. So, cause we got to see what he says, see that presser and we'll do a season wrap up 
We're expecting, uh, you know, it'll be announced at some point to be at the QBC for a live pod, December 2nd, I believe it is, at the Four Points Flushing Sheridan. So stay tuned on social media for that. But absolute chaos here in Metsland. 30-30 from Lindor. We didn't mention that. Congrats to him. After a rough couple of months, Lindor turned it around and ended up having a nice season. Now, next year, you got to start off good. I like Lindor. He's good. But he's got to do it over the course of the year because the first couple of months the Mets sucked, and that's a part of it. You know, your your big hitters not hitting. So Lindor's got to have a good full season. The other topic was Juan Soto. Juan Soto discussions very interesting. Now Mets fans argued me with me on Twitter that why if they're not winning next year, which I'm still not sold on. I don't think you should be sold that this is not going to be a good team next year. Why not can Stevie spend money and just get him next year in free agency? Well. Because one, you have a year under his belt here in New York. See if you have him get acclimated. Two, you get Juan Soto. You're not throwing next year in the back because Juan Soto is a great player. And if you get some start, good starters in free agency, you trade for Juan Soto. There's a reason you got all these prospects. They're all not playing. You know, I went on that rant and people were like, you don't know what you're talking about, about, you know, you have all these position players in the same position. Well, yeah, I am wrong because some of them are going to be traded. If Alvarez is your catch of the future, you should have no problem trading Parada. I know everyone's like Parada's untouchable. You should have no issue if Alvarez is your guy for the next decade, trading Parada, Parada, Beatty, David Peterson, Parada, Beatty, McGill, and maybe another prospect for one year of Juan Soto. The Padres are going to deal him, it seems. So if I'm the Mets, I'm going in on him. If you have Juan Soto, Brandon Immo, and we expect Starling Marte potentially as your outfield, you know, with the likes of uh, Alonzo, if he's still here, McNeil, Mauricio, Lindor, Alvarez. You're cooking. You know, you don't look at that team hearts and say the Mets are going to suck next year. If you do get if you get it right in free agency and trade when it comes to pitching, you get those three starters you need and you get some bullpen pieces to set up Edwin Diaz. You know, you expect it to be Diaz, Adovino. Adovino ended up having a, a good ERA this year. I know it's frustrating. He had six, seven losses, and it seems like Adovino had a god-awful year. He ended up having a serviceable year. And he's not going to be a closer role now. You have Adovino, Rayleigh, Diaz. You get some relievers. You have Quintana, Sanga. You get three starters. And you trade for uh, Soto. I think it's a it's an interesting team. Obviously, there's a lot of what-ifs, what will Stearns do. But I don't think Mets fans should be like, no, just wait for him in free agency. I would go for Juan Soto right now because that makes your offense a whole lot better. And it definitely will allow you to make Mauricio kind of your everyday guy. Because, you know, I would like them to keep him. I would hope Beatty is more the piece as he makes another error the other night. My God, he continues to be terrible in the field. I, you know, he's young. You give him time. But Hartz, I, I disagree with the Mets fan saying I don't want to trade prospects for Soto. There's a reason you have all these prospects. You're not keeping them all. Some got to get traded. And Juan Soto is a guy that, you know, the Mets should be aiming for. He would be a star here. That's the guy who, if I'm the Mets, I go for. And it makes sense, too, because the Padres, the report is they want to kill salary. They want to just dump salary. And I can't imagine people picking up Xander Bogarts. Uh, Fernando Tatis probably isn't going anywhere. I think Juan Soto's the guy, and he has that flair for the dramatics. I think he likes the East Coast a little bit better. He hasn't really, I mean, he's having a great year in terms of home run power for the Padres. But if you're able to acquire him, for what the Mets have and essentially do the Padres a favor, that would be one very good splashy move that David Stearns could make. And I then mean, 35 homers, 108 RBI year, 275. I mean, that, besides Alonzo's homers, hearts, that's, that's the best player in the Mets. 
Like he becomes Alonzo, Soto, Lindor if they choose to keep Alonzo. That's the other thing. If they get him, do they end up trading Alonzo? But if you have Alonzo, Soto, and you, assuming you will extend Soto, Alonzo, Soto, Lindor for the next you know six, however many years, on top of that, Hearts, people forget. Juan Soto will turn 25 on October 25th. He will be in his 25-year-old season next year. He is in the prime of his career. So if there's ever a guy you go for in his prime, it's a guy who's turning 25 years old. And look, the one guy you haven't mentioned is Shohei Otani, and that was the guy that everyone wanted. And I'm not saying, you know, not to still want him, but if you're able to trade for the bat in Juan Soto and then you sign Josh Hader to duo with Edwin Diaz, who will return next year, and then you bring in Blake Snell, uh, again, how is that Met team not competing next year? You have the one-two at the back end of the bullpen. You're bringing in a guy who's probably going to win the Cy Young campaign for the National League. I'm sorry, you you partner Kodai Senga and Blake Snell. That's a solid one-two right there. The Mets have young pitchers. They have young bats. Tell me that that team is not competing next year. So this is how David Stearns makes his mark. And he'll be introduced or apparently will be introduced on, on Monday, maybe, possibly Tuesday now. We'll see. But that's how you make your mark. You trade for the guy in Soto. You sign the big pitchers. There's ways that this team will compete next year. I still do not believe that the Mets are gonna, just going to throw in the towel and just be, you know, mid in 2024. They're going to be a team to have to reckon with, I feel like. The issue will be is if they do get Soto and extend him, do they have room to have Alonzo, Soto, and Lindor? I mean, that's a hundred plus million dollars a year for those three combined. Steve I know they Cohen, got Cohen money, but you got to see the whole roster. But the thing is, if you have some young guys fill it, now it's I don't want Beatty and Mauricio to be starters, one or the other. And right now it's looking like it has to be Mauricio over Beatty. But you know, you can't have $30 million at every position at every position. So that's going to be the issue. That's the big question. Can they get hater to and afford him? And they're not going to buy guys at every position, but if you get Soto and you get the pitching, right. And at least have Alonzo for one more year. If they're like, all right, we'll wait till free agency. Yeah. That team has to compete. And like everyone's argument is if they're not compete, they are Billy Epler got it wrong saying what he said. You know, I know what he's trying to say. The projections, blah, 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 blah. He shouldn't have said that. He got it wrong. So you need to take that with a grain of salt. The Mets look like a team that will compete next year if they do those moves. Look, a lot of is, a lot of things have to happen here. We're we're searching for storylines, and this is a storyline. Juan Soto is a storyline. He is a star at 24 years old right now, and on a Padre team that underachieved greatly, he ended up having a fantastic season. Also, you want to talk about a guy OBP walks? This guy walks. He gets on base. You know, this guy has just been fantastic player. He has playoff experience. He's won a World Series. He's the guy you go all in for. He he's, is. Oh, his OBP is 409. And the Mets don't right. have anyone. Nimmo's right. not, no one is close to that for the Mets. Has a 409 OBP. So he immediately becomes arguably the best player in the team. He's a pretty solid defensive player. I mean, for the fans saying no, I, I, it, it, it blows my mind. His career OBP, Hearts, is 421. Is one point off a very nice number. <laughs> 421. This is a guy that had a 465 OBP in 2021. This is a guy who played 159 games this year and wasn't hurt. This is a guy throughout his career has been pretty healthy. 116 in 2018, 115 in 2019, 2020. I'm not going to count. 2021, 151, 2022, 153. And this year, every game, one. 
59. But but you, you already said it though. How old is he going to be next year? 25 years old. How often are you able to acquire someone who is south of 28, 27? He's Never. 25. You can acquire him and then extend him. I mean, again, now remember, you acquire him extending him, that's going to be at least a $400 million contract, probably maybe 450 But that's a guy that you're paying for six, seven years of his prime? When does that ever happen? You never get seven years of prime. Never. Maybe Bryce Harper, you could have said that about. But even he had his injury history before that. This is a guy you go all in for. And any team that takes himself seriously, this is the one you want. Shohei is hurt. I get it. He's not going to be pitching next year. So now he's just a one-way guy. He's only hitting, which again, he's a great hitter too. But the whole appeal with Shohei was that he's pitching and hitting at an elite level. Who knows how much longer he was going to be able to pitch for even as is. But Juan Soto, like you said, durability, he's young, and he's damn good. That's the guy that I'm trying to target, honestly. Hello, David Stearns. I'm the podfather, Jake Brown. Message to you. Bring the Mets Juan Soto. So no, so no, so no, so no, so no, so no, so no. That's the crowd goes wild. There's your message, David Stearns. Soto, Snell, Hater, and more. <laughs> Coming up next on Amazing But True. All right, that's enough at us. Give the swan soda, David Stearns. We will talk to you next week. Subscribe wherever you get podcasts. We're not going to edit a whole close. This is going to be the close right here. We're just going to do it right here. Subscribe to Amazing But True wherever you get podcasts. Watch the New York Post Sports YouTube page. Give us a five-star review wherever you get podcasts. Thumbs up below. Comment below. Do you want Juan Soda? We trade for him. Are you in the camp of Let's wait till free agency. Remember, he may not be around. Then. He might go somewhere and love it and maybe extend through the season. So there's no lock. He'll be available next free agency. I get that aspect of it, but why not get him for a whole year if you can? If you're looking through the window of we will compete and fight next year, I'm not ready to punt next year. So go get Soto. Nelson Figueroa will be back for me for a season finale episode next week, either Monday or Tuesday. We'll see what happens with this four final four outs. Chaos has ensued. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening all year long. We'll see you at City Field for the finales this weekend. And hopefully there'll be some people there Monday for four hours. It'll be kind of fun to let people in, although I could see why they would not do that. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Amazing But True. We'll see you for the grand finale next week. Peace.